0: And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday, the 24th of August. In your Squiz Today, the Solicitor General's advice on Morrison's ministries, Ukraine's grim milestone, a cold snap and doggy tears of joy. This is your Squiz Today. We're back with Morrison's multiple ministries this morning, Claire, and that's because the advice from the Solicitor General on the matter has been released. And while Solicitor General Stephen Donoghue has said that Morrison's secret appointment to the resources portfolio was valid, it was, and this is the quote, inconsistent with the conventions and practices that form an essential part of the system of responsible government. There's a bit to
1: unpack here, Claire, with the advice. Take us through it. So two really big things to probably pull out of it. Um, The first is that it's given Governor General David Hurley a pass on his role in all of the saga. There's of course been a lot of attention on David Hurley and whether he should have somehow done something to either stop Scott Morrison from those multiple ministries or at least make sure that they were made public. And what the legal advice says is that he had no discretion to refuse to accept the Prime Minister's advice and to make those appointments. Um, also, that it wasn't really his role to then make them public. So that is squared away. The second has to do with the secrecy around Morrison's appointments. Uh, what Donahue said is that if the public and the parliament are not informed of those sorts of ministerial appointments, uh, this is the quote, the principles of responsible government are fundamentally undermined. The next thing to
0: unpack is what comes next. Prime Minister Albanese has thoughts on what changes should
1: be made. Yeah, and the first is to make sure that the Governor-General's office uh, adopts a practice of publishing in the Commonwealth Gazette future appointments of ministers uh, and what departments they're attached to. That, of course, addresses the issue that Morrison's appointments were never made public. uh, So putting them in the Gazette, Even if the government of the day doesn't do a press conference or put a press release out or something like that, it will still be on the public record. Um, The second thing is that there's an inquiry coming our way on all of this. What Albanese says is that it will be headed by an eminent person with a legal background uh, to consider all of the implications that come out of Scott Morrison's multiple ministries. Uh, But he says it won't be a political thing, uh, even though he says that Morrison's behavior was extraordinary and he says he does need to be held
0: accountable for it morrison responded late yesterday he says that he will participate in any genuine process to learn the lessons from the pandemic we take a much deeper look at the saga of morrison's multiple ministries in this week's squiz shortcuts that episode will be out tomorrow stand by for that one Overseas, and today marks the 31st anniversary of Ukraine's independence from the Soviet Union. It's a milestone that's overshadowed by another. It's now been six months since Russia invaded. For Ukrainians, the day comes with warnings that Russia could be amping up their attacks.
1: Yeah, and that's something that President Volodymyr Zelensky started warning his nation about earlier in the week. He's very worried that Russia is going to do something devastating in the next few days. Uh, officials in Kiev and in other cities have banned Independence Day celebrations. Uh, That's because they're very worried and they don't want to put the public at risk. So uh, that's not a particularly cheery Independence Day for Ukraine. Uh, Also plenty around the world reflecting on six months uh, of that war as we hit today, the 24th of August.
0: A little something amidst the bad news. The Ukrainian Premier League restarted yesterday. Games will be played without spectators and the players are all on standby for air raid sirens, but the Soccer federation president says that football helps Ukrainians think about the future. To the US, and former President Donald Trump is suing the federal government over the FBI's search of his Mar-a-Lago home earlier this month. This was the raid where they were looking for classified documents taken from the White House.
1: Larissa, I listened to several podcasts on the weekend about this topic and it's really a complicated legal thing. Mm. So lots of things coming and going, uh, lots of searches, lots of agencies involved in it and also lots of states as well (laughs) with their various investigations into Donald Trump. But on this one, the Justice Department says that it seized 11 sets of documents uh, when it did go into that Florida estate just a few weeks ago ago. It also seized 150 sensitive documents from Mar-a-Lago in January. So there's been a bit of coming and going on all of this. What Donald Trump is doing with this lawsuit is trying to prevent the FBI from reading the seized documents uh, until an independent lawyer can be appointed to go through them first.
0: Lots of legal wrangling yet to come with all of this. Trump denies any wrongdoing. He says the raids were politically motivated and that the ongoing investigations are an attempt to stop him from running for president again in 2024. Back home, and if you thought spring was in the air with September being just around the corner, don't pack away your woolies just yet. A wet and windy cold front has arrived for most of southeastern Australia, Claire.
1: Yep. Tassie, Victoria, New South Wales, the ACT and certainly parts of South Australia, uh, looking at snow in Tassie and also in the (laughs) alpine areas in New South Wales and Victoria. Uh, Larissa, we were in Sydney yesterday. It felt like a beautiful sunny and starting to warm up morning. Uh, Walked out of our office at lunchtime and just about froze to the bone. (laughs) It was quite (laughs) extraordinary how those temperatures really dipped as that front came through. When you look around the country, though, there's some beautiful weather in other parts. Uh, Western Australia is really clear at the moment, and in northern Queensland, they're getting a pretty good week as well.
0: If you're wanting to look ahead as to what's coming, the Climate Outlook says warmer days are on the way for the north and west of the country, as well as Tasmania, but cooler days for parts of the east. To Entertainment News, the family of Aussie music legend John Farnham have confirmed that he's undergone surgery to deal with a cancerous growth.
1: Yeah, and that saw a lot of Australians, good and great, come out to wish him all the best. Of course, he is just such a legend, Uh, Mm. not just of Australian music, but really across the board. Uh, What Prime Minister Anthony Albanese said is that he's always one of the first to put his hand up when there's fundraising concerts for bushfires or for whatever it is that he's a great Australian. What his family did yesterday was not confirm what sort of cancer he had uh, but to put out a statement from him, he said that so many people face this every single day and he says that there are countless others who have walked this path before him. Uh, He also was very grateful for the sort of great care that he's able to get in Victoria.
0: The family have said the surgery was successfully completed. He's been transferred to ICU and is in a stable condition. And finishing up with a bit of lighter news, even though we're talking about tears, they're tears of joy. If you've ever thought your pooch was so happy to see you, they were crying, then you might not be imagining things. Researchers in Japan say that dogs can produce tears when they're reuniting with their owners,
1: Claire. Yeah, and they say that it's linked to the bonding hormone, which is oxytocin. Uh, what this report has done with those researchers in Japan uh, is they say it's the first demonstration that positive positive. positive emotion stimulates tear secretion in a non-human animal. Uh, I don't know about many people's dogs, but certainly if I told Tucker that he's a non-human, he wouldn't be that (laughs) impressed. I can also (laughs) confirm that he doesn't even get out of his bed to say hello to me when I come home. So there's certainly no tears of joy with the oxytocin when I walk through the door anyway.
0: (laughs) That's what I was going to ask you. Do you reckon he cries tears of joy when you get home from the office? Absolutely. uh not (laughs) the answer is no (laughs) he's a very cool character the old tucker dog Before signing off today, a bit of news from the Squiz Kids podcast team. They've created a media literacy program for primary school kids that's all about teaching kids how to be critical consumers of media. It's a program called News Hounds. It's really exciting, a really worthwhile project. And thanks to the Google News Initiative, it's going to be free to all classrooms in Australia and New Zealand when it launches in Term 4. So if you're a teacher or a school and you want to register your interest in newshounds, head to squizkids.com.au forward slash newshounds. I'll put that link in your episode notes so you can go ahead and check it out. That's all from us today. Have a good one. We will be back with you tomorrow.